Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. We've been following the life of Elijah, one of the greatest prophets in all the Old Testament. I mean, they were all great. They all had a specific mission and they did what God called them to do. Elijah's mission his ministry, if you will, was on a grand scale. <laughs> now, if you remember what we've talked about in prior episodes, Elijah was raised up to go to this guy named King Ahab to tell Ahab it's not going to rain until I say it again. So it stopped raining. Now, check this. For three years, they were in a three-year drought. Well, of course, it's during that time that, Elijah's, that Elijah flees, he hides, and Ahab's trying to find him. So he's sending out mercenaries, and he's uh, building coalitions with other countries to try to help find this guy. Can't do it. So it's during that time that Jezebel, his wife, really begins to take some power in the kingdom. Now, she's a Baal worshiper. She doesn't worship the God of Israel. And so what she does is pretty insidious and horrible. She has all the prophets of God killed. Uh, has them hunted down and killed. Everyone she could find has them murdered. And she installs in their place prophets of Baal. That was her religion. About 450 were eventually installed to lead the people of God into idolatry and false worship. Horrific, horrible, terrible time. And by the way, Ahab let this happen. So what does that say about him? So Ahab lets it happen and, and that occurs. So Ahab shows back up gets, uh, uh, correction, Elijah shows back up, it gets Ahab out on the plains, and they have a contest. It's Elijah against the prophets of Baal. Elijah wins. The prophets of Baal are killed. All 450 of them are killed. And then, and then Elijah says, Ahab, there's going to be rain. You better get home because it's going to be a big one. I'm, I'm breaking the drought. God is going to send rain. And so it happens. Now, while that's happening, Ahab shows back up to his house. Now remember, all of Jezebel's prophets have been killed. Her religion has been wiped out. All the things that she worked to establish has been destroyed. <laughs> now, that's worse than not taking the garbage out, guys, by the way. <laughs> just, so, just so you know. I mean, I'm telling you, Ahab's going home, not in the number one husband spot right now. So let's look what happens in 1 Kings 19. The Bible says this. So Ahab told Jezebel, all that Elijah had done, what I just told you, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and more so also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them, talking about the prophets that he had just killed by this time tomorrow. So she sends a very clear message. I pray that not only I die, but worse happens to me if I don't make you die by tomorrow. I'm coming after you. Now, here's obviously a queen that controls the king. Here's a woman that controls a man. Here's a woman that can be led by her feelings, by her, her false uh, desires, by her impressions of what's true or false. She gets to run the show because she's already run the religious show up to this point. And, and so she is saying to Elijah, you better know I'm coming after you. Now, let me let me do a timeout right here and ask you a question. Who's leading the show at your home? I mean, who's leading the pack? Who's, who's charting the religious spiritual course at your house? Now, I have a godly wife. She loves the Lord and way godlier than I am, and I am so thankful. But you know, at the end of the day, she looks to me to lead the family. Guys, your spouses 
are looking to you to lead the family. Stand up and lead. Lead biblically. Lead with character. Lead with love. And I promise you what God does in your family will be an unbelievably beautiful thing. So Ahab's not leading like that religiously. We know that to be sure. Jezebel gets the news, says to Elijah, I'm coming after you. So what's Elijah's response? Well, here it is. Then he was afraid. <laughs> I would be, right? Now, there's nothing worse than a warm and scorn, right? Then he was afraid. And he arose and he ran for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Now, Beersheba in Judah is in a different country. <laughs> he didn't leave for a different state. He didn't leave for a different city. He didn't leave from the city to the country. He didn't go hide out in some caves. He left the country. He knew the reputation of Jezebel, and it was time to get out of town and let God do his work. Sometimes that's a good word for us. Sometimes we just need to step aside, get out of the way, move aside, and where people have been clearly against the Lord, against the scripture, when they've clearly not led biblically, when their hearts have truly been far from the Lord, I don't mean they've been wrong on some stuff, but their hearts have been far from the Lord, right? When we know that's the case, get out of the way and let God settle in and do the work. Now, when you do this, you're going to see God's hand of power move and correction move. And we're going to see that next time right here. And you're going to find some unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much, and we thank you that when we get out of the way, you do your work. So help us know when to stand and know when to run. You are God, and we honor you, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. Great having you here, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.